let's talk about the bigger debate. I'm pretty sure it's me and Heidi lip syncing, but I don't know who's winning. I'm betting Crystal right now. Why I think that? Crystal might get her first win. Because it's been a long, long, long time And they were coming. obsessed. <laughs> I think you really took them by surprise, this challenge. And you really, like, punched them in the face with this look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a nostalgic feeling that you're giving people to know the reference. But uh -huh. it makes everybody be like, oh, childhood. I mean, for years. How many years did we, like, assume or wonder yes. if these were gay characters, yeah. right? And for you to kind of take them on and, like, gender flip them. Mm -hmm. Holy crap, holy. <laughs> I mean, this is amazing. Thank you know you. what I mean? Throughout this competition, I have doubted myself a lot more than I think I ever have before. But I have grown so much, and I'm more confident in my drag. My strategy to keep showing the judges how creative, smart, and silly I am has been paying off these past couple weeks. And right now, I really think that I have a very good chance of winning this challenge. I just feel on top of the world. So, Mary, this clip comes from Untucked. And it's all talking about why Crystal should win. I mean, every girl basically chimes in. Crystal didn't win. No, no. There was a, there was a, a jewel thief this week <laughs> <coughs> who robbed uh, Crystal and Opal. Of sure, their win. sure. It was it was Jada with the jewel in the hall. Sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh that was. Giving us, giving us the essence of uh, Drag Ninja because she has... Johnny, get a clue. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, God. Wee <laughs> wee, oui, oui, madame. Uh, but, you know, my The Soup's delicious. I, you know, I it's hard, right? Because Crystal was... Crystal was... I, I mean, I can't say robbed because Jada did do a fantastic job. But... I I feel like the well, impact of what Crystal did is bigger. Yeah, let's let's not focus on who was robbed this week and whatever cuz obviously they could have had a double win, you know, they did a double save, they could have had a double win. Yeah. You know, there's lots of reasons why and that's all reality TV shows job, but I do want to just focus on Crystal and Opal because this look, I mean, it and the what I loved about this clip of the week is it kind of t scratched the surface about why this look was so important, right? And I just, when I think about something that's iconic, and I know that word is overused. You use canon now, right? It's canon. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning into, <laughs> that's gay culture. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But what I love about this, first of all, it's iconic because like it actually can be an icon like you can we've talked about this on the adventures of babysitting episode and uh sorry i'm getting a call here oh Am my I? goodness um it was iris <clears throat> hello oh. iris hi um, iris welcome so, to the podcast <laughs> so uh but you know we talked about this on the adventures of babysitting episode you could just show the outfits and you'd know what this was right and so there's all this drag art now coming out from Crystal and Opal, right? It's colorful and it's graphic and it uh, is, you know, interesting to look at, right? So th that alone. And then it's taking the piss out of something, right? It's not necessarily about like beauty, but at the same time, Certainly. it's so beautiful. It's about being a freak and loving it, you know? Yeah, I think like the, like Michelle kind of noted, like it's also like 
very fashionable. Like there's some, if there's something about it, that's also, there's a sensibility about it. And I think that's, um, in general, it's kind of of like, regardless of what your style is or what your drag is, if you have like a really clear handle on your sensibility and like your aesthetic and, um, you know, if this is the kind of drag you can do or want to do, and you just like fully get what you're doing, I think, you know, in comparison, someone like Heidi, who is not coming across as having that same grasp of her own drag, you see the difference. Like Crystal, Crystal knew exactly what she was doing the whole time, and you mm. kind of have to to pull this look off. Yeah, you know, right, right. From from the whole the whole time, like she brought these looks, right? She knew that this yeah. was going to be a thing. And you know what? I love that it's subversive not only to the challenge but to drag right like it's subversive to beauty it's it's and it's still beautiful and i think that's what's so brilliant about it it it's taking this like burton ernie already being a gay topic right burton ernie or queer right that's you know that's been done and then crystal does this gender bendy thing with it right she just she puts a hat on a hat on a hat which i think is so brilliant it's not just this mess of a muppet show yeah, yeah. It, it, I feel like there is certainly there's the Burton Ernie reference, but it doesn't feel as direct as say like Manila Luzon in the Stand Up Challenge in season three, wearing mm. the Big Bird dress, mm-hmm. you know, and and doing kind of the the Sesame Street and all the gay characters bit. Right. I think this, <clears throat> if anything, these characters, I felt like it was a, I don't know, some kind of like. 1980s Soviet era child, you know, children's show. You know what I mean? Mm. There was something kind of different and like referential, but I didn't fully know where it was coming from. And it was a little garish, but in in the best ways. Like, I think that's what I loved about it the most is that there was also something slightly like just a scoop of weird and creepy just to make, just to keep you off balance. You know, Yeah. you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like the first season of the Simpsons. Oh yes. Uh You know, where like the drawing Mm -hmm. wasn't perfect, but it was perfect that way. Right. 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 That, that was the aesthetic of it. That was kind of what they were doing and they were doing it very specifically. And I think, yeah, this was, um, I was so happy to see this get, praised i mean Mm. i would have liked to see it win but i was at least happy to see it get praised and to see the judges recognize that like okay this is very left of center but you you kind of knew where you were going the whole time as you as you veered away from the center and that that's what's kind Mm -hmm. of proving the strength here is that like crystal just knows her drag she knows herself yeah and had the perfect drag daughter to also buy into this i mean opal Opal owned this look. It very could have easily been like, oh, I want it to look beautiful, you know? And it Mm -hmm. just, it wasn't that. It was like, oh yeah, I'm totally weird. They were so similar in their demeanor. And when they were like talking in in the workroom about anxiety and, uh, you know, all of that, they they just had like the same type of isms, which I just fell in love with them both. Uh, But back to the look, back to the look just really quickly. It, was a look that made you scratch your head in the same way that Crystal did with the Freddy Krueger dress. Mm, yeah, and like where I I didn't want to look away for a while. Yes. I was like, there's a lot here to take in. Let me let me just let me see it from another angle. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I I was intrigued, you know, and I think um, Jada obviously won and won fair and square. But I think where I had a stronger reaction with Crystal was because. It was so unexpected and it was so different from what we were seeing 
from her all season, from the other girls all season. Like, this was so singular. And so, no knocking Jada, but I've certainly seen this kind of Glamazon drag before. It was done impeccably, and she had a hand in every part of it. Mm, But I think just in terms of... Yeah, I mean, none of that should be discredited, but like... In terms of what made me really sit up and spill my drink, it was Crystal. <laughs> totally. I threw more dollars at Crystal and Opal, yes. to be honest. Yes, yes, uh, Yeah, and, and the other point, I think one of the judges made it, but, like, these looks could be separate, and it's still brilliant. Yep. Like, yeah. They could have come mm-hmm. out separately, and I still would have gotten it, and I still would have been gagged. And I, you know, and I think this kind of transitions to a different part of the conversation. This in my mind, like this was Crystal's to win. This she she could have won this one, and she also could have won the infomercial one. But this one definitely because it was the whole time, the whole time Crystal had yeah. this up her sleeves, and I, I now I'm kind of like, well, how can Crystal win the competition? I after this look, I kind of believe like, oh, Crystal could win the competition, and right. how can she? If she didn't win this one. That's what I was thinking in terms of like, because the reality is like Crystal could have won this. Jada could have won this. To be fair, even Sherry could have won this. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, planet? Mm-hmm. yeah, just from sheer drag alone and aesthetic and transferring your look and all of that and the story they told, you know, uh, if a bunch of judges didn't know that they had a sociopath on the stage, then yeah, she probably, you know, could have won this challenge. I think the thing about having Crystal win it is then it kind it keeps I think from like the larger production standpoint, it keeps the competition a little more exciting. Exactly. At, at this point, you have two queens who have no wins and two eliminations left. So <laughs> it it's kind of like, okay, so I'm not necessarily saying that I expect Crystal and and um, Jackie to go next, but as we get closer to the finale, I don't really see like any chance of them winning, basically. Other than and, and if they did, like if Crystal got to the finale and won, I feel like it would, you know, I'd be happy about it. Everyone, it, yeah, but it would be like, what the fuck? She didn't win anything all season. Yeah, 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 and you know that's happened, uh, and that hasn't happened. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. That I mean, but Juju B did get to the finale. She did. I mean, she got to the finale, but did not lip sync. You know, she kind of she sure. got, you know, uh, at the end, the final two. At the end, yeah, absolutely. Right, 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 right. But I think you know, I mean. Even these past couple seasons, I think Evie only won one challenge before mm-hmm. the finale, and I think uh, Shay or Sasha's were both shared wins. But there's some sense of like, okay, you had like a you had a clear win throughout the season. Uh, but Crystal, that being said, Crystal has had two. Uh, two challenges where she very clearly could have won, you know? Um, oh, totally. And maybe this is a new way of winning. Maybe it's the crystal method of winning. <laughs> well, well, how do you like that tie-in? That's branding for you. Yes, that's my new book, Young, Broke, and Fabulous. I always think about that. I think about Raven in season two, plugging that book. She was so good at it. Yeah, you can find out all about it in my new book, Young, Broke, and Fabulous. And I love this drink. And I love this drink, yeah. (laughs) Or I always think of Tatiana running out of time. Oh, but let me tell you about this drink. (laughs) And then she gets yelled at in the limo on the way home. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. oh my God. Either either she or Jessica Wilde were going to get yelled at by Jeffrey Moran. Jessica Wilde, yeah. Because I think she was like too drunk, right? 
I think that yeah, was it. Yeah, who knows? I mean. <laughs> what a Moran. <laughs> yeah, what a Moran. Good. Uh, well, anyway, um, uh, yeah, so Crystal getting praised in Untucked is, you know, certainly what I needed. Uh, she was getting praised on the runway, absolutely. Of course. Uh, her and Opal, I think, they were just everything. Um, and I, yeah, I'm happy that we were able to kind of start our show today with Crystal because I'm kind of rooting for Crystal now. Yeah, I mean, she's a queen, perhaps, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, (laughs) right. Oh, I did not expect it. But I actually think that Crystal, you know, she's kind of like, I mean, she's from the Midwest. So she's like Detroit style pizza. I didn't realize at the time it's different. It's deep dish and the crusts have like the the cheesy crusty edge. And I didn't realize what I was looking at. And I think I had earlier thought that Heidi would be the pizza queen, but I just, I think the cheese is sliding off the crust, girl. You know? Well, you know, cheese sliding off the crust is still pizza, Mary. So, but, but, you know, but then it's kind of messy and you got to put it back together and you're like, it's still pizza. So, (laughs) well, sure. If you fold it up and turn it into a little like parcel of pizza, you know, Mary, you know what the plural of pizza is, right? Pizzazz. No. <laughs> I quit. I quit. <laughs> so I bend this two, podcast. Two I'm going queens. home. <laughs> I, I, you know, here's the thing, and I mean, this we can get into it when we get after our, our little intro. But like, two pizza queens and no narrator. I don't think. I don't. I think. mean, mm. but I. Let's talk about that. But yeah, before we do, let's uh, let's tell our Marys uh, what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this beady, beady little TV show. I'm Johnny, and your turn, Jackie. (laughs) And I'm Colin the Planet. And this week... And uh, this week we are, of course, recapping season 12's makeover challenge with super fans. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think just to pick right up where we left off before that intro, this is my first question. Well, it, it, it segues from pizza um, because it, there's a possibility that Heidi and Crystal are still fighting for the pizza spot. But do we have a narrator this season? You know, it, I feel like I feel like Sherry not yeah. being in the show, right, edited out, probably did a lot to their formation. Not to say that Sherry was going to be the narrator, because I don't know, but I think it it they had to do a lot of uh, you know that puzzle where it's the slide puzzles. You know what I'm uh-huh. talking about? You slide the pieces around to get the other one into the middle, and you move yeah. one down to move. Yeah, I feel uh-huh. like yeah. that's the the narrator of the season. Uh, that yeah. because of Sherry being the hole right in the slide puzzle, like there's the yeah. That, I feel like they had to slide things to create a new picture. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, that my theory is that it was Sherry, and it, and only because from the first episode that she was in, when she wasn't as edited out, she was giving strong narrator energy. And I just, especially because she's obviously going to go to the end at this point, um, it would have made sense, you know? And I just, that was my, that's my theory, is that Sherry was indeed the narrator, and Heidi has been the commentator, and now Heidi's kind of doing double duty. Mm. Um, You said duty. I did, I did. (laughs) 
I'm not ashamed of it. Um, I'm gonna wash my hands. Uh, but you know, and and then. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, that's where we're at is like, uh, widow was a narrator for a little while and then she left, uh, Jackie comes in to narrate every once in a while, but it's mostly about her own experience. Mm. So like, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I really do think Sherry was, yeah, Sherry was, is the hole in the slide puzzle. Well, uh, you know, uh, I think that's okay. I think it also adds to kind of the chaos of 2020 that there is no narrator. And it reminds me of into the woods you must know mm-hmm. this reference. Well, I know that there is a narrator in the beginning and, of it. And in the second act, all of the characters, while the narrator is narrating the action, because in the second act, the giant's wife comes down and wants mm-hmm. revenge. And in the second act, all of the characters turn on the narrator. And they're like, we don't like the way you're telling this story. Right. And they feed yeah. the narrator to the giant. <laughs> So I feel like that's, that's what's happened. That's kind of what's happened. We're really in act two of Into the Woods. <laughs> Happy no 90th alone. birthday, Steven. <laughs> this, this season's for you. Steve. Steve. Oh, are we on a Steve? I just, I didn't know it's if Steve. I could. It's Steve. It's just you, Steve. You'll, oh, see, you'll see like all of the Broadway stars being like, thanks, Steve. Love you, Steve. It's always can't. Steve. I can't yeah. with that. It's just <laughs> my good friend, Steve Sondheim. Ugh, but he was so, oh, Mar- Mary, he was so yummy. Oh, he was so yummy! Back in the have we've talked about 80s. this, right? Yeah, we have. The, He's a Steve. He's yeah, a Steve. Like just wanting his like approval, wanting mm-hmm. that like I want to yeah. just make Steve and Steve Sondheim proud. Steve yeah, Sondheim. instead of somebody sit in my chair, it's like, please, Steve, sit on my face. You know? Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah certainly. <laughs> just you know, tell me what to do, and uh, I'll do it. Yeah, ring, ring, ring. There's company. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, uh, I, we could, we could do the Sondheim thing all day. Oh my but God. Have, right. <laughs> I, I know. And I'm not because I have a limited range of references. Yes. Take Mary's will listen. Okay. Let's go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. They're going to call a bunch of assassins on us. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. So, Everybody says don't, you know? So it's like, okay, yeah. let's just don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We are indeed the worst uh. pies. So I I want to <laughs> highlight this first before we dive into the episode. I want to I had I had a RuPaul Darian Lake moment uh, this this oh, week where Darian, Darian would okay. Darian Lake would would think of something funnier to say than RuPaul would have thought mm. of in the episode. Okay. And I just want to give appreciation to one of our Matreons, Sister Mary Angie, who pointed out that in last week's mini challenge, Jackie Cox's cat was giving Judith Light realness. <laughs> And I I just need to come out publicly and say that that is beautiful. Thank you. That's beautiful. So true. Yes. It's beautiful. Now we know who the real boss is. You know what I'm saying? Now we know. Now we know. Uh, I really, I. uh, And her name's Angela. Angela, (laughs) Yeah, and her name's Angela. Yo, Angela. You were right. Uh, uh, bravo, Mary. Bravo. Yeah, bravo. <laughs> so I just wanted to give some credit to that. I thought that was beautiful. Um, so, so Mary, t- let's jump into this episode. This is a makeover challenge. I know you are, you know how I love the puppet challenge and Snatch Game for that matter. And I know that you always look forward to the makeover challenge. And it's worth noting that the makeover challenge has been on every single season of Drag Race except for one. Except for one, would that be 
All Stars one. All Stars three. All Stars three. That was my first because All Stars one had Vanessa cool. Williams. Daughter yes, on that's it. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, that's a little Act 1 gone. Uh, yep, uh, Act 1 gone for nuance. Yes, for All-Stars sure. 3. Isn't that crazy? There was no makeover. That would make sense, because I would have been curious to see what Trixie was going to do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, no uh, no makeover challenge in All-Stars 3. And if we're counting Drag Race Thailand, also Drag Race Thailand Season 1. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because Season 2 had the family members. Yeah, yeah the twin heroes, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, certainly, I would say the last few years, I really think, I think, as they started to switch up the format of the makeover challenge, I think having past contestants, having the crew, um, I, I feel like uh, they, they kind of figured out how to keep us really invested in these guests, and so sometimes when they're, or like family members even, because you, you know, you're gonna get some touchy feely moments. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when they have strangers, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know you. Okay, how quickly is it? How long is it going to take me for me to like you? And this was these oh, ladies immediate. immediate, immediately, immediate. I you know love what, Mary? them. I, Mary, I have to say, I think I fell in love with them when they showed the the secret footage of them sitting in the chairs and picking mm-hmm. up their purses to go walk. I, you know, signing in at the table. I think that's when I just kind of fell in love with them because I'm like, oh my god, you are you have no idea what's about to happen to you. Like, I love seeing that moment when they were yeah. kind of not, when the lights weren't on them. And that's when I was it, like, oh, I can't wait for them to walk in. <laughs> right. Like I'm as a fan of the show, I know how exciting this is going to be for them yeah. or would be for them. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing I want to point out while we're talking about these six ladies, let's just name this now. Are you, are you, and I don't know, I, I, I don't have names. I'm not going to give names, but are you familiar with the whole thing on Twitter of the, the guy who posted the picture of the six women and said, oh, I guess we really know who Drag Race's target audience is these days, don't we? Um, uh, and was, I know the... Ha- I, I, yeah, there's another asshole that was like, uh, I guess, you know, this could have been a great moment for queer people, but, you know, Karen needed to have something for... You know, like some, mm-hmm. some stupid comment. Yeah, so this, I feel like this and the the one I'd read, I think a lot of the queens... Um, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> I think a lot of the queens had responded to... And retweeted and had a lot of feelings about, uh, and there was you know obviously a lot of responses in the in the Twitter thread about it, and it was uh, I I'm I don't want to dive into it. I feel like I know the short answer for a lot of people is oh well where does this come from misogyny? Okay sure you and I have talked about misogyny a number of times on this podcast. For longtime Marys know that we have, uh, I think episode 37 is our misogyny real talk episode. If you want to hear all our thoughts on it, uh, (laughs) those are the receipts. Yes, those are the tin um, can days as well. So be kind for the sound quality. (laughs) Those might be better. At that point, we might be on a couple of like jitterbug phones, you know. (laughs) Um, But, you know, one of the things it made me think about was, um, or what I wondered if this is where this some of this was coming from as well, is that thing that's similar to like, I don't know, that thing of like gay men wanting spaces that are just for gay men, you know, or, or wanting to claim ownership of something and say, no, this is ours. This is our thing. And you're, and then wanting to have that as their own. And like, I don't think that feeling in and of itself is invalid, but I think it's, 
it's not really logical. It's more emotional. And I'm I'm really just theorizing, trying to find like another angle of where this is coming from. You know? Yeah, I I I hear you. I think it's. it's I think that there's two things in that, right? One is like, oh, we want our queer spaces. And then there's men that are like, we want our men's spaces. And I think, you know, many times it's collapsed and one kind of shields the other. Uh, and I, yeah, but I, I couldn't disagree more with drag. It's like you're challenging gender, right? Like it's like, I know. I, it's just, it, it boggles me. It's like worms for brains. So I'm just kind of like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I know. No, it makes no sense, right? Because you're like, let's pull back. What is drag? What do we know? What? How do women not fit in with this? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you know what? I'm sorry, Mary. I am sorry. I'm gonna just go on a very short little rant, and it's very simple. The people that are saying that, I feel like are new fans because women have been on Drag Race for the Makeover Challenge. From the beginning. Sure, the first <laughs> season. Absolutely. This is nothing new. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. This is nothing new. Um, From season one, women, yeah. you know, and I know, right, there's been gay vets and there's been, uh, you know, jocks and frocks. Nobody was complaining about the heterosexual men. You know, it's no. just like, I, yeah. you, you know what I mean? I'm just, you know, there was uh, season eight had Little Women of L.A., I'm just kind of like, I don't, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I I know. I'm not saying I agree with it either or I, or that I'm even trying to find actual validity in it. It's just, it, uh, it's very easy. Sorry. You sound like Valerie Cherish right now. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. It's just that, (laughs) I know. I'm trying to find out how many episodes of this show there are. Mm. Oh, I'm having that moment. Uh, Yes. Uh, I, it's like, I'm, I, I'm trying to find another way to look at it just for the sake of looking at it. That isn't just, oh, cancel you with your, with your narrow misogynistic point of view. It's like, okay, that might be true, but I guess I can't help but take that like, I don't know, velvet rage approach of like, where is this really coming from? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And I, I, I feel like though it. So, okay, I'm going to play this game. So I feel like, you know, people can say whatever they want and they can have these conversations. But if you infuse into the conversations like this is ours or this doesn't belong to them, why are they being featured? It, it's You're forgetting the whole conversation of that actually we're a community. And so for me, I, I, I hear what they're saying, but I think that, that they're forgetting that actually we we love our allies, we need our allies, it, and, and that gender has nothing to do with this conversation about being a fan of drag. It's like, the, the, the argument is like, oh, this could have been so great for queer people. It's like, well, the show is great for queer people. Like, I don't, I don't know what you yeah. want here. I don't know what this is taking away, and like, to your point about the makeover challenges, it's like, well... We've had Merle Ginsburg and Michelle Visage there the whole time as well. Like, yeah, we, they they've helped decide who goes on. Obviously, right. it's Rue's decision, but they're like judging the queens. And so, at what point is that invalidating all of this? Like, right. I, I, I know. I mean, and to be honest with you, Mary, to be honest with you, if there were queer people on this show, these queer cis men, perhaps. Okay, let's just say it was men, because I feel like that's what they're fighting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe not, but if, if it was that. Then it, it 
it goes against everything else that we're saying, which is like drag is actually valid for everybody. You know what I mean? So I, I love the inclusion of these super fans because it's not, drag, people who watch Drag Race, are they don't look like the cover of the New York Times the day after Pride. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that exactly. And I think that that's that that's actually where it's it I think the impact of it is so is so powerful and where we see the impact in shows like we're here you know or even I don't know what AJ and the and McQueen, AJ and McQueen AJ and the Queen and were trying to dramatize for sure and Dragnificent yeah. is that like the audience for drag yes yeah, certainly uh that what this speaks to is so much more human than it is yeah. like uh a gay man's thing and then it's never been a gay man's thing solely um to, to quote I, the overused quote by rupaul it's about the tenacity of the human spirit right <laughs> sure sure exactly yeah. shout out to a mary who who reminded me of that quote that's always being said yeah uh, yeah. uh it's just it's an you know i mean to me in some ways it feels like and i don't want to give this this tweet any more credit than it's due, but I, I don't Please. think it's like a solo <laughs> point of view. I don't think he's unique in that point of view. And so that's the only reason why it's worth talking about. But it kind of feels like, oftentimes there's the stereotype of when you think of women in a gay bar, you people go to like bachelorette party, you know, fetishizing, you know, you know, they're just here to kind of gawk and point at the queens and the gays. And it's very much a broad stereotype that there's there's some... Certainly, there's some truth to it. Um, yeah, much like much the as, truth of the gays, you know, uh, playing with women's breasts at straight bars. And, I was just going to say, right. there's truth to gay men who think that because they're gay, there aren't any physical boundaries. Or because they're gay, they have the right to be mean to people. Because, right. yeah. you know, that's their armor and, like, don't get in their way. Like, it mm-hmm. makes me think of, remember that video? I don't remember where it lived, but it was, like, about the office, the, the gay in the office. Who's, like, and he's, like, going to the, co- the copy oh, and he's, like, move, yes. I'm gay. Yes. Move, I'm gay. <laughs> I love that. Move, I'm gay. And it's, like, th- that exists, too. <laughs> And I think there's a lot of women who'd be right to be like, oh, God, I fucking gay men think that, you know, blah, 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 because of that experience. Mm. So it does feel like a very broad statement. But I think like, again, like I can certainly speak in my own life and you and yours and plenty of listeners where it's like I've had many more diverse experiences with straight women, women in general, in and out of gay bars that was way more positive than that. Exactly. And you know what? To kind of put a cap on this, put a pin in put, put a pin in it, Mickey, uh, to just kind of put a cap on this. Uh, the fact historically women, especially straight women, but also lesbians supporting gay men has been so underappreciated historically. The fact that like especially during the AIDS epidemic and, and even us in middle school and sitting at the girls' table, women have been so underappreciated about how helpful they have been <laughs> to our upbringing. And I, you know what? I'm, yeah. just, I'm just like, yes, these are super fans. Like, why can't these be super fans? Why can't, you know, I, I don't know. And maybe that's, and I, I don't mean to minimize anything about it, but like, I just feel like, why why aren't we allowing them in at this point as as a queer community we need to look for our allies too and look after them and celebrate them too that's all i'm saying i agree i agree and and i feel like i mean if anything not for nothing but then meeting these six guests on the show to kind of like localize it to these six women i mean we get we get fully i mean i don't want to say valid but like 
their connections to drag and to what drag and drag race like says to them and, and does for them it rings just as true as it does for like you know the gay boy in the midwest who doesn't have any gay friends and this is his this is his queer space you know which is like the narrative that maybe a lot of us imagine when we think of like oh who's out there watching drag race who's a quote unquote super fan who's you know getting something meaningful out of this show like these women are no different right oh totally totally i yeah i mean our show is called all right mary it's it's in its title mm-hmm. celebrates women i'm just saying i oh I, yeah yeah and I, you know what i, I there's a quote uh, just to pull, the, pull this full circle this on time there's a quote from into the woods is it always or is it never and why can't we and these super fans i'm just saying I mean, I think that's, uh, I get to anything. I think this episode proved that, like, you absolutely can. You absolutely can. And it's, like, a really joyous experience. I mean, this oh has my God, probably this been my was, favorite uh, yes. episode this season. Totally. Totally. And that, I feel like that always happens with you, Mary, on these makeover challenges. You love the makeover challenges. Because, well, because yeah. new stories are being told and new connections are being told. And, you know, you look back at all of these makeover challenges i mean drag race uk thailand season two all stars four two and one right like all of them we have fallen in love with somebody more on that season whether they were a contestant or whether they were a guest being made over yeah i think we get to see another side of these these people and i'm sure like watching the pit stop with bob and jujube they talk about this is like you have to do everything you're getting them in drag you're getting you in drag you're asking them about like their their childhood and their traumas and you're talking about your own and you're you know and it's like there's so much you have to do at once and have to like so many you know plates you have to kind of like keep spinning at the same time but i think from like a watching tv getting to know a tv personality point of view i think what these challenges do is it lets us see these queens connecting with somebody else and like i don't know like it, it's not we see them kind of go outside of themselves and i um, think it brings the show to a meta level and mm-hmm. uh, and and i say meta because it's like oh right this is what drag is doing for folks you see yeah. that every single makeover challenge it just pulls that pulls the curtain back and is like yep this is what it's doing. And it doesn't matter who you are. This is what drag can do for you. And now we have these drag queens on the show that are that are competing. But at the same time, they are doing something bigger than the show here, which is why I think I love it and why it warms so many people and why Celebrity Drag Race this week was also so warming and why we love We're Here and why we love Dragnificent. You know, it's it's because it's we're seeing what is the bigger picture with drag. And I just, yeah, I can't praise this episode enough. I The, the queens did so well, every queen. I mean, we'll talk about who had some, you know, details and some falters, obviously. I don't want to just throw all of those into the closet, but, uh, no, you know. no. <laughs> but you know, I certainly I, wouldn't want to hide them. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, you know, it 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 just goes to show you. Um, I do want to talk quickly before we really jump into the episode to talk about some of the nuances, just about past makeover challenges. And big shout out to at Drag Biz on Twitter. It's Drag Race Facts and Stats. Uh, every week has really great like like hard statistics about 
winners and percentages. And if you're a nerd, you know, go on and give them a follow. Um, but the, the one thing I thought was so interesting is that nine of the 11 winners of the Makeover Challenge were runners-up on their season. And Cracker, wow. Cracker, and that, you know, I don't think that uh, Drag Biz included this, but Candy Zionite is also included in that. So is Davina DeCampo. Um, but Cracker, oh Miss Cracker is the only winner of the Makeover Challenge that did not go on to the finale. Wow. Wow. Crazy, now, right? And then it was Bianca who won the Makeover Challenge and won the season. Is that the that's other correct. That's, yeah. that's correct. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, that says a lot. I, um, I have, I mean, we, if we, I mean, I have more of an itemized list if we're going to spend some time on past makeover challenges, because one of the things I wanted to talk about as well, that's less of a fact and more of an interpretive thing. And I did not include all stars and Thailand and all of this, but just looking at the, the 12 main seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, I feel like almost every season, um, maybe with the exception of two seasons as well. Uh, the, there's a theme in terms of the guests that they have on where there's always at least one underdog dark horse guest. And I think this is feeding into like what you were saying before about the power of drag and like mm. what these episodes do is this narrative is always part of it is that they're always showing people who are not coming to this like a Janet the Planet, who are not ready, who are unsure, who don't think, seem like someone who's going to figure it out, who we see in the edit, like, stumbling. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. there is someone every season who then ends up turning it out. And I think yep. beyond just, like, the the transformation of that and the joy of that, I think what that shows is or what it what it reinforces is this thing that RuPaul keeps talking about, that there's some magic in drag and that when you get in drag some part of you is activated and so um if you'll indulge me we could go through the seasons of each one of my theories on who that is i do want to indulge you i'm wondering if we should push that to nuance mary well this might be a, maybe this is a bit of like a, a a teaser for folks who are not matreons who want to hear my analysis on the te on the 12 uh makeover underdogs um you just uh, check out our Nuance After Show. And if you don't know how have access to that, you just go to patreon.com slash All Right Mary. Yeah. I mean, if you want, we could take a break right here and show them the ad. What do you think, Mary? Well, yeah. I mean, if you want even more of an idea of what you'd be getting this week, you should keep listening. <laughs> okay. There we go. Let's do it. This week on Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show. All right. I think that Jackie Cox, when she was kind of getting to know Tiffany and she had her Jackie points, this was like oh, camp counselor realness. If we're talking about impact, if we're talking about emotion, if we're talking about the performance, if we're talking about pick one from the season to do a double save, that was the one. This wasn't it. The, the, the whole show is planned out. They're not going to upend the whole fucking thing because Rue's like, I can't, I can't. They were both so good. Uh, let's talk about Lonnie Love, Tammy Roman, and Matron alum, Vanessa Williams. <laughs> yeah. So secret celebrity drag race. Uh, the secret uh, part seems a little bit tacked on. I don't really know. Oh, I feel like she like they, they rebranded. Because even when you hear the opening, when it's like, this is RuPaul's secret celebrity drag race. Like you hear it kind of spliced in. Yeah, and it's like, and then the secret part lasts about two minutes, and you're like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> <clears throat> secrets out. 
So if you want to hear all that and more, just go to patreon.com backslash allrightmary, and we will see you in nuance. All right, Mary. All right, So Mary, not to you know, I, yeah. Put a pin in put a pin in it, Mickey. I can't say that fucking phrase. Put a pin in it, Mickey. <laughs> put a pin in that, Mickey. Put a pin uh, in it, Mickey. I think that's yeah, perfect. Gotta... I think that's perfect content for nuance to yeah. really go deep in there. Um, and you know, I'll also be talking about um, another kind of trend when it comes to disco uh, as well in nuance. So I think that'll be uh, an interesting discussion. But let's jump into this episode because we're forty minutes in and we haven't really talked about what happened. <laughs> oh well, there was a bunch of makeovers and there was a double lip sync. <laughs> What's our last chance lip sync, Mary? <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Uh, um, well, all I have to say, first of all, I fell in love with the episode for sure when RuPaul is like, I have to tell you something. And then she's like, these women are waiting backstage. And then Jade is like, oh, I love women. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I thought, well, then then let's continue. Yeah. First when he was whispering, I was like, what? <laughs> Why? Oh, it's so draggy. It's so campy. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's so draggy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, and let's talk. So let's talk about these ladies. Let's just make sure we name everybody. Totally. Uh, so there was, of course, um, just going down the line based on you know being paired up. Jada Essence Hall pairs herself up with Bethany. Mm. Um, you know, sort of a sweet, quiet mom who takes her kids to drag con. One of those. Totally. That was such yeah. a great story that Bethany got to share because I know that. When we went to DragCon, I think we went twice, right? Like, it was yeah. fun connecting with fans and stuff and, uh, you know, connecting with listeners and seeing Grizzly Kiki there and, and Liam from Eska Ma- Magazine and, you know, Nikachanov and the Squirrel Friends and Amanda. So it was fun. And I felt like it wasn't, it was, it was more, it just wasn't my scene. There were just so many people there and I didn't want to mm-hmm. wait on any lines. Yeah, I I felt like I was at um I was at something that was I wasn't really the target audience, but there was room for me to kind of walk along the side and watch mm-hmm. it, you know. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um totally. I wasn't being excluded. I just knew that like, oh, for other people, this is everything. Yeah. And, and it if, considering Bethany and her daughters, it's like yeah. yeah that, I mean, that is yeah. so beautiful. Instead of bringing your kid to Disney World where there are women in drag, right? You're bringing them to DragCon, where there are women and men in drag. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, so we have Bethany, her, uh, sans kids. Uh, <laughs> we also get um, Tiffany, who is paired up with Jackie Cox and is giving me Disney Channel realness. Oh, oh um, totally, right? Right? Uh, so cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get Janet the Planet, which is her legal name, uh, who <sighs> is... Just lovely. I, I, I much like RuPaul. I fell in love with her right away. I feel like Janet could be like a contestant soon. Honestly. Oh, I know. I mean, I know. I know. I was like when she said about like discovering drag queens and saying, oh, I think these are my sisters. I was like, I think you're right, Janet. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just I, learn how to I, paint your face. Yeah. And learn how but to I sell, just, you know. <laughs> yeah. I loved her energy. I just loved her. Um, so we get Janet the Planet who gets paired up with Sherry. Um, and you know, I'll say this, you know, just up front, uh, I was really impressed how they managed to give her a lot of meaningful screen time while editing around Sherry. It was really well done. 
Um, so then, of course, we also get uh, Nicole, who gets hey, paired Nicole. up with Heidi. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, Nicole. Hey, um, Nicole. <clears throat> and I have to say, like, there was a part of me because I watched this and then Celebrity Drag Race that I kept kind of confusing her with Lonnie Love because they had similar storylines oh, about like being body about acceptance, yeah, being totally. bullied. I was like, which I guess only goes to show like how common that is. Um, and we get the lovely Grace, who's paired up with oh, uh, Crystal, gosh. who's really. Just the sweetest little goose. Did you fall in love with her with the Wonder Woman pose? I feel like oh, that's totally your zhuzh. <laughs> I, I, so I knew what that was. I've learned that, and I've learned it as the Superman pose, but Wonder Woman is certainly still you know the same thing. When they did that, I was like, this is... <laughs> Fabulous. This I agree, is but I was quality television. I was also with Jada and being like, "This is nothing to do with the runway challenge." <laughs> oh, it has everything to do with the runway. I know, challenge. I know, I know. I said a bad thing. Oh. I know. <laughs> oh. I just, I kept thinking, this. I hope there's some anxious little gay out there who's standing up and trying this because it works. I've tried it; it works. But good. I'm glad it um, worked for you, Mary. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, that between that, a weighted blanket. Like God, you know, oh, you love a weighted blanket. I love oh a weighted God. blanket. I <laughs> love a weighted blanket. Oh my God. Um, and then finally, we get Shay, uh, not Kool-Aid, who's paired up with Gigi. Yes, Shay, uh, mm-hmm. who I think also kind of echoing back to our opening conversation, uh, really just kind of put the nail on the head. It's like, yeah, you know, Drag Race, it's a queer space and it's made me more comfortable with who I am. And it's like, great. Yes. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she said something about how the show, like Drag Race, like kind of put her in into more queer spaces. Like she was put into more queer spaces because of Drag Race. And I thought, oh, yeah, I guess that's true, isn't it? It creates more queer spaces. And like, uh, I don't know. It was, I know that's such an obvious thing, but it just, I didn't really click until hearing someone else say that. Like that, mm. that, is indeed what it does. There's a whole, yeah, there's drag con, you know, London, LA, and New York, and Milan. Uh, no, not mm. Milan. Um, new, like, a, a whole weekend for, for uh, that's a queer space, you know, that you don't have to be 21 to get into, right? Uh, yeah. And it's not at night. It's during the day. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah I, well, now there's digital drag con. I think that just happened this past that's weekend. That's right. That was this weekend, yes. I, and uh, uh, you could pay $50 to... No, I'm kidding. Uh, I heard yeah. great things about it. I heard great things about it. Heard Tammy Brown's performance was fantastic. Mrs. Kasha Davis read uh, for Children's Story Hour. I mean... It, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Of course. It's yeah, no. I can say great. all the snarky things that I want about it, but like because of what, you know, drag con and, you know, people waiting in lines and whatever. But like it's a good thing. Let's just have it out there. The, the, the amount of drag this week on TV is exceptional. Exceptional. Yeah. It, it, this, this week in, yeah, in particular, I was like, God, I, I mean, I watch nine women lip sync. Uh, this weekend between We're Here, Sleep, Secret Celebrity Drag Race, and RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, well, that's, a, that's a pretty solid weekend. Totally. You know, I so the rehearsal is the rehearsal, right? So I don't really have anything to say about the rehearsal, but I do want to just talk about some of these drag names. My favorite drag name was Lil Snacky Cox. I just thought that was so clever. Yeah, that was cute. At first I thought, oh, like Anita would have been cute, but it wouldn't have been grammatically correct, you know? <laughs> I need some. No, I need yeah. some. I need, I need more. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, um, yeah, I like that name. I. I thought you know, Opal. I mean, you know, it would have been like really dark <laughs> if it was like Crystal Method and Tina. Like that would have oh, been like. Shit. 
That would have been a different show. Damn. That would have been a different show. That would have been a different show. Damn. I know. I know. I or know. like K-Hole. Yeah. Oh, my God. K-Hole. That's great. That's fantastic. K-Hole. Crystal Method and K-Hole. K-Hole. Oh, my God. Well, uh, oh, I guess like if if, <laughs> if it was with Gigi, it'd be like Gigi and GGHB. <laughs> GG good and GGHB. <laughs> I, you know, I did appreciate BB bad. Uh, GG you know, good and I, BB bad. This yeah, is a really clever that, little pairing there. That was smart. Yeah. Um, I think Janet was uh, Tara Masu. Yeah, that was which, cute too. Tara that was Masu. cute. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to call out while we're uh, in this territory. Um, I, I just want to, well, I've given some credit to the editors for keeping as much Janet in as they can. I also want to give the editors credit for. Uh, making sure they included RuPaul saying to Sherry, now, Sherry Pie, you've been called out for being sort of an older lady, which raises the question is, how old was Allison supposed to be? Well, I just love how she said, is she going to be an old lady? Like the way she said lady? (laughs) (laughs) Is she going to be an old lady? (laughs) Is she going to fall from there? (laughs) Oh, are they going to fall for that? Okay, so uh, yeah, that's dark. But um, yeah, who was it? Oh, Gigi called her called Janet the Planet, a roller coaster of a woman. And oh, I know. Pa- part of me was like, is that a compliment? <laughs> I'm yeah, kind she, of a roller coaster of a person, you know. And I don't think yeah, that's, she a, needed, that's a good thing. <laughs> Gigi needed to do a couple loop de loops to fix that one. It was a little. It almost yeah, went off the track. Didn't do the safety <laughs> check there. Uh, no. <laughs> No, honestly, uh, she may want to check the sissy bar, you know? Is that what it's called? The sissy bar? Isn't that, is, or is that the, I feel like I, that expression, it's what like you the, call me? a sissy bar. The, is that a thing? Is that like a, is that a regional thing? I think it's like on your bike is like the sissy bar. Mary is. I got to get to my Google Chrome. Sissy that bar. Sissy, sissy that bar. Bump, bump, bump. Sissy bar. Well, you um, know, I will say, Janet the Planet, while you're looking up sissy bar, uh, Janet, I, she just like, if I were to give a BSA of this episode, I do have to give it to Janet the Planet because her story and her energy and also how well she performed and you know, just like did this whole episode is, I would just give it to her. The fact that she's like, yeah, I, you know, I named myself Janet the Planet legally to remind myself not to take myself too seriously. I'm like, so, so you are we are all in love with you. Like that is yes. so, tr- yeah. it's, it's so cool. I just think it's yeah. so cool. I agree. I, I haven't made my decision on BSA of the week, but I do feel like she certainly is, uh, is a front runner. Um, I do want to just make sure we all know that a sissy bar is a real thing. Okay. Um, the, the sissy bar. Is it spelled is, with a Y? Yes. Just, oh, wow. um, sissy, just, uh, <laughs> you sissy. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the sissy bar is an addition <laughs> to the back of your motorcycle that allows the rider or passenger to recline against it while riding. Because they're a big sissy and can't sit up. Usually attached to the rear fender struts. Now, we're <laughs> of course, the sissy is on the rear. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, uh, there's a question here. You know how Google has? I know. Of course, it's in the rear. I was like, I know where to sit. Come on. Uh, but there is a. Google has suggested questions like, are sissy bars cool? Um, and the answer is, sissy bars look cool. Mary, 
can you please like invest in a bar after COVID nineteen? I know sissy and, bar, uh, sissy bar. I know. I'm I'm looking up now to see if there's like a bar. A little like, sissy bar hours. It's like sissy bloom. There's nothing gayer than sissy. Oh, there's bar. nothing gay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is. Uh, oh, I guess in Astoria there's a sissy McGinty's. So oh, I mean, Mary. Oh, that's Mary. The, that's all I got. <laughs> all right, like, sissy. Yeah. So Mary's sissy listening. Basic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's. Uh, I don't know. There's some kind of socially distancing distancing joke in that. You got to sissy space yourself out. Oh, there you go, Mary. Okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be like Carrie when you're at the, the gay bar, you really have to sissy space yourself out. <laughs> oh, I was or the say, prom. I was gonna yeah. be like, be like Carrie at the prom. Just close the doors with your eyes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I uh, yeah, quarantine with your eyes when you're at the yeah. prom. Um, when you're at the prom, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I. You know, there's there's a lot of nuances about these contestants. I think we kind of talked about a bunch of the contestants, but I wonder can we can we move on to the runway and then talk about Jada and her win and what this means for Jada, and then you know, kind of just mapping out the rest of this episode. Yes, I think we can do that if we can acknowledge. I think where Janet actually, the planet did actually win the BSA of the week for me. And if we pass over it, then the oh, win will be invalid. Oh, but there's this lovely little micro moment where RuPaul is, you know, well, there's one more thing and telling the super fans you'll be going toe to toe on the main stage. And now it, this is a micro moment. But it cuts to a reaction shot of Janet, like wide eyed, and she mouths, what and like looks around like her wide uh, wide eyes darting i have never identified with a second and a half of footage more like <laughs> she's knocked off her axis <laughs> yeah completely completely uh yeah <laughs> i'm sure uranus really tightened up <laughs> hey janet um but yeah so that i would say let's give it to her because that moment was so funny to me oh, um god but uh, the other, I guess we can talk about this in nuance, but I wanted to call out another micro moment in the workroom, but we'll talk about it in nuance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and I feel like we'll talk about Jada's moment in just a second, but to, to you know, bring it to the runway, run, run, runway. I, you know, I, I, I'll say this again. The Queens did a fabulous job. They did a fabulous job on the runway. The, the, the contestants uh did a fabulous job and the 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 guests I f they just like rose to the occasion i feel like because they were super fans the show was like okay we know that we're gonna get a great product yeah i mean i think that like we got a great product and there was always uh, between the judging and the editing there was always gonna be fuzzy kid gloves i feel like mm -hmm. it makes sense to me that this is the episode kind. where nobody goes home you so know kind. like yep Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like no one has to feel like they're responsible for sending a top six queen home, you know? Right, right. Um, which they've never done in the past, I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think. I don't think makeover challenges in the past have yielded a double, double saves. Save. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like across the board, uh, for, you know, from from go to woe, they were they were being mindful of not making these people look bad or feel bad for being totally. a part of the show. Totally. What what I found interesting about the judging on this episode compared, you know, if we're talking about the history of makeover challenges, right? I remember the gag of season one 
was Rebecca Glasscock winning. And we're like, what? And it was, the reasoning was, oh my God, you made her look just like her. Now, fast forward to season 12. If you were to pick the queen that looked just like her, Sherry would have won with yeah. tiramisu. Because they there looked, were moments, yeah, I couldn't yeah, tell one from the other. Yeah. Exactly, and now, now, granted, you know, I would be remiss if I did not mention the the, the best diner waitress look on a drag show is still bitch pudding. Oh yes, <laughs> oh yes, hey, that's Brad! <laughs> yeah, that is definitely. I mean. Well, and I think, you know, didn't, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily waitress, but didn't Naomi Smalls and All Stars 4 do kind of like a, uh, you know, 50s housewife with a burnt pie look that was oh, also very good. That was great. Um, and so was Courtney Act serving the rainbow trout. Oh, sure. The, um, oh, I remember they like the named tuxedo. the reference. Yeah, it was, but it was like a, um, Klaus Nomi. Klaus Nomi. Yeah. yeah, Klaus Nomi Malone. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I mean. Shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't know fish, um, so <laughs> uh, that's offensive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I. In terms of like history here, uh, it, you know, it, it seems like they just kind of go back and forth in terms of them looking like them when it's supposed to be that, right? Obviously, drag my wedding is different, but uh, you know, when there needs to be a family resemblance, it seems like the fact that Jada won. Obviously, you know, there was a family resemblance there. But if that's the if that's the thing, it's like, well, what about Sherry? You know, they literally looked identical. And yeah, also Gigi I, and BB, right? Like it was they were clearly from the same family. Right. I mean, Gigi and BB was kind of like the disco curse. They were doing the black and white curse, you know, like mm -hmm. that. That never works either. Um, right. And I, I mean, I kind of feel like I agree with what Crystal said about, you know, Chris, uh Gigi and BB though where it was like you know I mean Chris, Gigi's girl looked like a supermodel before so I'm not too impressed that oh, Gigi I was able to make quote. a pretty girl into a pretty quote. girl yeah. I'm not too impressed that Gigi was able to turn a pretty girl into a pretty girl it was, it was really cute <laughs> yeah so I like I I kind of agreed with that I, I kind of I mean my note for Gigi and BB was black and white and beige all over you Ooh. know yeah you know it it was a cute concept. I think it was also a really good idea to bring something that was that versatile and, you know, kind of thought out. But uh, was it Bob the drag queen? There should have been a reveal here. Yeah, I think Bob was saying that. Bob or uh, Jujubee were saying that in the pit stop. And I thought there was going to be. I thought, oh, okay, well, there's clearly going to be a reveal because this is not it's Gigi. terribly compelling. Yeah, it's yeah. Gigi. And, like, with some exceptions, you know, when we saw everyone else was out on the runway, it was like, this just isn't enough. Like, yeah. it's just not enough. Yeah, um, you know, I, I've had that thought about Sherry and Gigi and Jackie. I feel like in earlier seasons, these would have been safe or at the top. But what Jada did and what Crystal did was so elevated in very different ways. Very mm -hmm. different ways. Um, Jada, in the sense that, like, that was super tailored and super detailed. And the makeup was perfect i mean that was like a total transformation i mean it was it was incredible it really was incredible cheryl lee um, ralph and judy landers right? yeah <laughs> i we don't make these references you know but i'm uh, working it yeah yeah um <clears throat> whereas i feel like equally when i look at jackie and little snacky it's like yeah it was good but it was 
you know, it makes me think of All Stars three. There was like one challenge. I think it was, uh, it was some runway where Bendel Creme did well, but didn't win that week. And I feel like the critique was like, well, this is good, but like you've set the bar so high now. Mm. And <clears throat> but and I think actually that was like their Studio Fifty Four looks. Now that I think of it, um, but it was. Uh, I felt like Jackie was like that, where it was like, well, this is good. It's just. You know, it, it's and, just not as strong as the others. I think it's always a red flag when the queen looks better than the guest. And I feel like in that occasion, Jackie actually looked better than little Snacky Cox. Yeah, I mean, I, it didn't it didn't really I would say it didn't really work for me. You know, like I would say that the pairing I, I could see the quote unquote resemblance. But sure. I, I think same wig. Yeah. It was mostly the wig. The wig was doing most of the work. Yeah. 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 Um, so so Jackie's, uh, she's in the bottom with Heidi Aphrodite, a new name this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> Heidi um, and uh, Heidi and Honey, I I mean, it makes sense to me. That, to me, that was a night out and a night in, you know, <laughs> and, a, and, and a nighty, you and know. A nighty, yeah. And a nighty. I, it was, uh, it, it just, they just look so different. They look yeah. so different. Something must have happened. You know what I mean? Like, so, I think Heidi did allude to it. Like, something did happen. But she maybe she didn't want to throw Honey under the bus. Mm-hmm. But, like, something happened here. And I also don't know. I mean, you were going to talk about RuPaul calling out Heidi on the runway. So I wonder if we could make a space for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I really feel like this episode, I think there's, you know... Uh, there's kind of a foreshadowing here that once RuPaul was calling Heidi out and was like, mm. you know, well, why didn't you just cut those sleeves and make her a look? And why didn't you paint a gap on her teeth? Like, there's so many things. It, like, it's not lining up here. And I just think, to me, that's that's a sign that RuPaul's kind of already made a decision about you. You mm. know, like, I think... I, like, I, I'm surprised that she saved Heidi, except it was probably already planned to have a double save. But uh, I... I really feel like what we're seeing is like Heidi has a lot of charm and a lot of personality and charisma, but she doesn't have a really fully realized catalog of herself. I mean, even on the runway presentation at the end when Honey walks away and then Heidi starts performing Tears, sure. she's just doing the same thing she did in the in the Droop Challenge. Oh, sure. Sure. So there's just and that's something that like RuPaul basically kind of like it's like things she learned here. It's not things she brought here, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it, when I, you mentioned this, I think, before we started recording, um, uh, when we were discussing what our clip of the week was going to be. And this was going to be this was a contender to be a clip of the week was when RuPaul says like, well, you know, when I was in the workroom, I learned that in 10 minutes. You know, 10 seconds, yeah. 10 seconds, yeah, Yeah, even worse. Uh, 10 seconds to get to know Honey. Um, Yeah, I, uh, that's kind of like uh, a book closed, you know, closing the closet door, if you will. Yeah, I, I, to me, I feel like even though Jackie and Crystal are, still have no wins, I think they both have a stronger chance of going further than Heidi. I kind of feel like. Well, Crystal certainly. Yeah. Crystal certainly, yeah, but it's just to me that these feel like I don't want to say cardinal sins, but kind of like mm, if you don't have a mastery of this, you're not, you're never going to win this thing. Mm, yeah, I mean, this it, it was such a great little relationship, and they Heidi certainly did the power of drag for Honey, and I love all mm-hmm. that. And it, it in comparison to the other queens, it's like well. The, you know, the challenge was to make you look like 
you're doing the same thing and you're not doing the same thing. Something happened here. I wonder what the backstory is, really. Yeah, I mean, I know that I think, yeah, she said she borrowed this dress from another girl. I mean, I, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I That's think. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, well, what else were you doing? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's and I, I think they cut out a lot of something that was going mm-hmm. on, you know, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe in, in an effort to be kind to the guest. Who knows? You know, sure. Yeah, that's I'd love to just know kind of how did this happen? Yeah. yeah, because Heidi is. Oh, God, I love Heidi. <laughs> well, and at this point, Heidi has like cemented her, you know, people love her. And whether she went home this week or goes home next week, like I think none of that's going to change. In some ways I kind of feel like, you know, it's that thing of like, you don't want to, if you're kind of faltering, like I kind of think of like Silky, like Silky was really faltering to the point that once she got to the finale, it was like, Oh, I'm not going to, why would I, I'm not, she's not going to win. Come on. You know, like there was just this feeling and and you don't, it's that thing of like, you want to get eliminated at the right time if you're not Mm going to win, you know? Yes. 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 Uh, Completely. And you know, in, in terms of history, if, Heidi did win this. It would be very unprecedented uh, if she won this challenge and went on, right? Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like this is another nail in the coffin. The fact that she didn't win this challenge, it's like okay. And then you have RuPaul calling you out on the runway. You know, I w- what I also found interesting about this lip sync. If we're gonna jump there, we have Jackie versus uh, Heidi in disco drag. To a disco song, like if they yep. aren't, spe- if the producers are not spelling out to you, Mary, and I, I'm saying to all of our Marys, if they are not spelling out to you that this is planned, like this is all planned, like they pick this based on what they learn during the shoot, like the producer or the mm. director is like, I mean, that's my theory, my conspiracy, all right, Mary hat on. It's like, okay, you have two disco queens lip syncing to this disco song of course of course because they have a catalog of songs (laughs) yeah because they have a catalog of songs they don't use they don't use all of them i think the queens get the playlist you know early on and then they get told that week what the song is going to be totally and so yeah i mean we've seen so many lip syncs that have i mean we've talked about this a number of times that have somehow tied to the queens in some ironic way or to what's going on that it's like you think after a while, this can't be always be a coincidence. There has to be some thought behind this. Yeah. Um, even down to like, <laughs> yeah, even down to like what type of song they, they, they choose. There has to be some thought between like, okay, well this song is, is maybe a little more strongly suited for this queen versus that queen. Sure. For example, sure. for a producer. Widow, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Widow. I mean, I, I think they knew once they had Chaka Khan, they were going to use one of her songs for mm-hmm. the lip sync that episode. Mm-hmm. But it just did sync up really well that that was like a perfect song for Widow. You yep. know? Yeah, that that was, uh, you know, happy accident. Maybe. <clears throat> right. Mm. Um, I, I marry many people. Thank you for your support. Uh, Mary's that have reached out. But uh, Colin had to endure air bongos this week. <laughs> I saw the bongos <clears throat> and they were air. Yes. <laughs> it brings in a question like, Mary, one of these days we need to do an episode about all of the air instruments in I lip know. syncs. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need a Thorazine drip to get through that one. Uh, yeah. It it was, at first I thought maybe she's doing them on the light bulbs. And I sure. thought that's a real sacrifice to burn your little palms for this. But she wasn't. She was just air bongoing. 
And and for Marys who are maybe new newer to this podcast, let it be known. I have a thing with air instruments. I he don't can't like stand. Them. And the worst they, one for you is air guitar or air saxophone. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> and you know, God bless her. But the vixen, it was like she knew I was watching every week, and she lip synced. <laughs> It yeah, was she tough. Knew. She knew. Yeah. Oh man. So. Um. Yeah. I. I. This. This double save. You know. I, on nuance, I'll go into double saves. Uh. Because I have a, a lot of thoughts about how maybe last week should have been the double save. Uh. For mm. for emotion and impact. Right. Because that episode was emotional. And this one, it was kind of like. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right, they're both safe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, it's and the makeover when, challenge. Yeah. Okay, great. And yeah. when you think about it, it was kind of like in terms of there was a queen who was lip syncing for the third time, and there was a queen who was lip syncing for the second time and hadn't won any challenges, and and wasn't having the same upward trajectory that like Crystal was. That it kind of seemed like. Well, no. I mean, I guess as a point of comparison, like season six when Ben de la Creme was saved, Ben was doing great. Ben, it was not time for Ben to go, but. Darian won that lip sync. And so it made sense to me why you'd keep Ben, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been, certainly been other ones as well. Where it was like, well, yeah. I mean, of course you're going to keep both of them. But this one, I thought, I... Well, uh, let's let's answer that question. If one of these queens... Who won this lip sync if it, if it wasn't a double Shantae and one had to go home? It was Who Heidi. would you have picked? You think Heidi won the lip sync? Yes. And I think that also... Uh, well, no. I think this was going to be double save when it was the makeover challenge. Um, but I, I think Heidi won it. I, I, I thought it was more compelling. Um, Jackie was really funny. And at the same time, I didn't really get it. I was kind of like, oh, okay, you're acting crazy. Like, I like when she crawled, you know. But I didn't, if she didn't um, explain to me what she was doing, I don't know if I, I would have been like, oh, this is quirky. But mm. H- Heidi, I feel, it was, I mean, kill the lights, girl. It's great. Yeah, I'm torn because Jackie, <clears throat> her interpretation is kind of more my style and yeah, more what I would respond to and probably would do in that moment. <laughs> so I I feel like, yeah, no, certainly, like, do some weird narrative and, and don't don't feel like you got to be sexy, just be weird. <laughs> um, I love that. I, I, Heidi was great. I mean, I guess to be honest, like... Now that I've seen Heidi lip sync three times, she's great. And she's got so many tricks up her sleeve and she's a joy to watch. Uh, I mean, I think it's just the feeling of watching a queen lip sync three times. You're like more each time. It's like, okay, what, what, what are we doing here? Um, yeah. I felt the same with Cameron Michaels and Cameron Michaels went all the way to the finale. You know, it's like, yeah, she keeps doing that like shoulder head neck thing. Uh-huh, and the splits. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. she does that, that. All the hair tosses. Yeah, it was like Heidi kind of pulls from a lot of the same moves each time. Uh, whereas at least I could say Jackie had two very distinct lip syncs. You that's know? very true. That's I mean, that's a very fair point. Um, so, Mary, let's talk about Jada real quick before we uh, end our episode here. Jada winning. Jada fucking Essence Hall. Like, God, I love her. And I fell in love with her more this episode because... We finally kind of saw her crack. And I, I, it just, I, I said this to you earlier. I forgot that there were cameras in the room here. That's how, how great I thought that this moment was when she was talking about her boyfriend. And yeah, I, it was, oh God. And then ending it with, like, there's no crying in drag. Now stop. Like, 
all of this this whole scene was so perfect for me to witness and why I think Jada will now win this this season. I I'm <clears throat> I certainly think this episode is Jada's um like yeah, this is locking her in as a front runner. I think I think this win was kind of a goop. I think the way that sure. the editing of the episode was where she didn't she was uh, she was standing next to Heidi and Jackie. It was like, oh, I wonder who's going to win this. Like by the time they announced it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was yeah. To me, what that felt like was, no, you're the front runner now. Like that's what this win felt like, and and why it maybe didn't go to Crystal. Um, I mean, yeah, I think Jada's the whole package. I think she's really great. I think the only thing I would say is like Jada, like. It's okay to cry, you know. Like you don't have to, like. She kind of has repeated times. Cry like, well, I'm and not... cut, Mary. You can yeah, cry like I'm not gonna cut. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can cry and paint. Like you can cry and still be strong. And like that's the only thing I would say is like, I, I don't, I didn't really agree with like the point of view of like, well, I'm not gonna cry because I'm a strong bitch. And it's like, well, you know, it's actually, you know, funny thing about that. Um, well, well, but I also think that there's an interesting point there, right? And I, I bring back. Uh, Alaska on All Stars 2 or even Bianca on season 6 like when you're in a competition and I think even this season they brought this in it's like you do have to completely get out of your head you have to get rid of all of that and just focus on the task at hand and what's going on in front of you and I feel like that's the focus that you need as a competitor. Now, there's a whole other side of the reality television aspect, and I think Jada is doing that by being this strong aunt. Oh, yeah, big aunt energy. like And the babysitter this episode, mm-hmm, which I loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, there's all of that that I, I think that Jackie, or sorry, excuse me, Jackie, Jada is winning the competition, but also the reality show. Like, we're mm. we're falling in love with her, um, she's she can throw shade but still be kind. Like there's a she's she's hitting she's checking all the boxes, and I think it's um, it'll be interesting to kind of look back if we look at like if each winner represents something about drag. If there's something unique about them in drag, I think I don't quite know yet what I would say it is about Jada that's specific from a lot of other queens. But I mean, I think in general, it's like a level of excellence, you know? Right. Oh, and I think that's kind of what they're highlighting with Jada is this level of excellence that has been so consistent. Um, So we talked about the BSA. I think we're uh, in accordance that we're giving it to Janet the Planet. Janet the Planet. Yeah, congratulations. You were out of this world this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Boo. Yeah. Uh, Oh, God. Um, So the adult in the room... uh, I mean, for me, because she was babysitting the drag daughters, is Jada. Yeah, Jackie, I mean, maybe we'll talk about it in nuance, but uh, there was that weird moment where, like, Sherry was like, oh, Jackie's really performing for our guests. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of those, like, <laughs> awful, like, social social interaction moments that, like, make me cringe, like, calling somebody out for performing. First of all, you're all on fucking television. I know, you're all uh, performing. Yeah, and, like, second of all, it's like... You know, it, Sherry, like, you permanently sound like the Countess Dowager or whatever the fuck her name is. Like, you've always got on. Like an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's always driving Miss Sherry, you know? So it's like, I don't think you're anybody to call anyone out for putting anything on, Miss Mossy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, it's 
scalding. I'm burned. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, Mary, uh, predictions for next week. I have to say, I am super excited for Whoopi Goldberg helping them out with a one-woman oh. show and a puppet challenge. I'm like, okay, give me I mean, all my money. Take it. Yeah. First of all, a one-woman show. I like, I, like that is. It's like yes, great, mm-hmm. whatever that is. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, it'll I be love... like it'll be like what's her face uh, from the Wonder Years. <laughs> it'll be like Allie Mills from the one. Oh no, no, no! It'll no. be like Elizabeth Hess. Elizabeth from Hess. Clarissa explains it all. Yes, yeah, that's who it is. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a deep Patreon cut. Yeah, um, I'm really excited, and like, yeah, the inclusion of Whoopi, fantastic. I um, I Who's do want to win. Oh, go ahead. oh, who's gonna win? Oh, I sorry. I just wanted to say, uh, I since we're talking about guests, we said nothing about Daisy. Uh, oh, Daisy Ridley. Ridley. Oh, I love Ray Skywalker. Absolutely. Yeah, I had not. I have not seen any. I've not seen her in anything. But just the way that she speaks, I need her to play someone's enraged mother in like the next ten years oh, or twenty. You know. Okay. You should listen to her. What's the tea episode? Because she's really, really fabulous. Yeah. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah, I really, I, I enjoyed her. Uh, I love that she also was like, yeah, Gigi was good, but I can't say, uh, you know, it was a touch lackluster, as she says. Um, <laughs> but anyway, to answer your question, who do I think is going to win next week? I think, Jesus, Jackie, if you can't win this one, like, mm. this to me feels like this, like, well, honestly, to me, it's the, my eyes are on Jackie or Crystal, because those are the only wins that really matter at this point. Okay, I, that's a that's a fair point. Eyes being on them, um, mm-hmm. I don't think. I feel like, to be honest with you, they are. It's so fascinating how they're editing Gigi Good, and how mm. she's faltering like three challenges yeah. in a row, faltering. Yeah, and there's no way that she's not going to the finale, right, Mary? Well, that's what she told them. That you're never going to see her in the bottom again, and you know. Then this uh, week happened. <laughs> then this happened. Then all this happened. Um, but I just yeah. feel like either either Gigi is being set up to come back, right? Or it's going to be Sherry. Well, that was my concern. It's that this would also be like right up Sherry's alley. So um, she's yeah, written I many mean, shows before. Yeah, she's done a one woman show before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, okay, well, great. I'm glad we kind of talked about uh, next week. Do you have any f- other final thoughts before we end here and then go on to nuance? Um, no, I think that was, I think that was everything. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think this was, um, I think this was a great episode. I had a lot of fun. Oh, me too. I, again, like this and then Celebrity Drag Race, ugh, and we'll talk about it. But, Marys, if you have any uh, thoughts on this episode, you can reach out to us at All Right Mary on Twitter. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or www.tasterreality.com backslash allright-mary. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Johnny Also or Twitter at Johnny Also One. And you, of course, can hear more of me either on In the Details, a celebration of nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, a celebration of Best Supporting Actresses with Nick Kachanov. Um, I, uh, Mary commented that it sounded like I was uh, saying that I hosted that with Nick uh, Kachanov or something. Yeah. That I was not. I was. I, my my diction was a little limp, so I'm trying to improve. Put that. a cork in uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it will do wonders. Um, no, really. 
put a cork yeah. in it. <laughs> It'll do wonders for your asshole. Uh, but... <laughs> Of course, you can also find more of me, speaking of which, on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And if you want to hear our after show where we have even more to say about this episode, Secret Celebrity Drag Race, and even We're Here on HBO, you can find that at patreon.com slash All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. Uh, big shout out uh, to Sister Mary Evan Ross Katz who is, uh, Evan Roscast recently started his own podcast, which is a fabulous format. He has these like amazing guests he had on, I mean, I think the most notorious one was Rose McGowan, which was a great interview. And then recently had Detox on, and uh, this week has another really special gay Project Runway-ish adjacent guest that I think is going to be really cool. Um, and also is is a huge Mary. And I just wanted yeah. to, you know, publicly thank Evan Ross Katz for being so supportive and getting us. Uh, it just feels good to kiki with Evan Ross Katz, and, who has also incredible content on Instagram and Twitter along with the podcast. So it just makes sense to me that Evan is doing this podcast. Um, not to mention... Well, not to also, be... Yeah. Sorry, I just, I'm just i not to be Raven promoting her book, but just to give the name of the podcast, it's called Shut Up Evan, Oh, right? yes. Shut Up Evan, yes. And also Power Couple of New York, right? Analytical Queen is Evan Ross Katz's uh, boyfriend. And uh, doing amazing work, Analytical is uh, educating the children about coding, uh, which is easier than you think. Uh, so I... I just big shout out to them. They're really, really lovely. Um, so we have a last chance lip sync this week. Colin, take it away, Mary. Well, yes, I guess really in honor of our uh, our disco queen, our disco queens on the runway, um, we're, we're bringing you some Donna Summer this week, but also in honor of Jackie and Crystal's uh, trajectory so far on this season, we're choosing the song Faster and Faster to Nowhere because it just seems to be uh, just <laughs> to have gone this far with no wins. It's like, where are we going? Uh, and so we're hoping to land somewhere next week. But till then, uh, here is Donna Summer acting it up, singing it up, dancing it up, and going faster and faster to somewhere, but essentially nowhere. Yeah. So, Samadana. <laughs> Well, you know, know once the summer heat comes, then (laughs) coronavirus will die down, right? Um, Do you know that reference, though, that I'm making, Sherry uh, O'Terry? Yes, I do know that reference. Yes, yes, from SNL. Yes, I do. Yes, Yes, I know her. Yeah. Oh, thank God. God. Well, Marys, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next Good night.